0: Today, we're on Optimized Profitability. I'm excited to be here with Alexis and Justin Black. They have three different businesses. These, both of them come out of the foster care system, but both of them are entrepreneurs. How cool is that? Um, but they're service-oriented, and they realized that their skills they were given were gifts, to give other people and i love that concept that's really awesome i think alexis said that um, they just came up with a new book called redefining normal where they share their story of what it took for them to go from being the foster care system all the way through into entrepreneurship and successful people they are today so guys tell me about your journey what did it take for you to get where you are today as an entrepreneur
1: yeah well uh, it took definitely a lot you know especially overcoming the foster care system and i think One of the biggest things that we've learned through our experiences in care and traveling home to home is just really how to be flexible, you know, and how to adjust to different situations. And that's really a huge thing that we've learned. So for me personally, I'm from Detroit and I grew grew up in Detroit pretty much my whole life until about the age of 17 or 18 when I moved to a new uh, foster home and where I lived for about two years and transitioned into college at Western Michigan University, which is on the other side of the state uh, near Chicago, about a a two and a half hour drive from Chicago, Kalamazoo, Michigan. And, you know, even though it's it's only like two and a half hours from Detroit, Kalamazoo, uh, it it was such a big change for me because it was something I was not used to. You know, I've lived in Detroit my whole life, and it was just really adapting and adjusting. And that idea of adapting, adjusting and being flexible is really what a lot of entrepreneurship is about. You know, you can't have the same model and do the same things and uh, expect life or your audience or your target market to adjust to you. You have to adjust to the people and adjust to the times because it's so many things that'll always change. And I feel like the, the measure entrepreneurs are measured by how well they're able to adjust and since life is always changing, you know, it, like technology wasn't as big as, as it is 10 to 15 years ago. So you have to always be able to adjust. And I think through our lives and our experiences, just that ability to be able to adapt and adjust. And even we'll, we'll talk maybe about uh, while in college, we both studied abroad in about 13 programs combined, over 30 countries and that ability to learn about other cultures and just seek, uh, learn about their experiences and what they've done and just being able to uh, adapt to different audiences is very important.
0: Awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that. What about yeah. you, Lexis?
2: Yeah. Um, and so for me, uh, well, I was, what I was going to say, was, it kind of took part of what I was <laughs> say. but I think actually us growing up at Foster Care, we're, we're the ideal individuals to be entrepreneurs because mm-hmm. we are taught to be resilient and flexible. And adaptable and what is the other word I always say? Flexible. And so we're, we're taught in that way to, through survival mode to, to always, um, kind of em- employ those skills. And so I see those, um, in, in my everyday life with companies and kind of pushing myself to the limit. I thrive off of kind of being overwhelmed and stressed out at all times, apparently, because that's how <laughs> I live my life <laughs> with businesses. And, um, for me, I, Started um, getting involved in entrepreneurialism when I was, uh, I think I was a college junior. I went to the University of Michigan Flint first because I'm from Flint. And then I transferred to my university, Western Michigan University, and I joined the Honors College. And there was this course that was really cool. It's called Study in the States, where you can travel around to different, um, to different states studying different thing or one topic. And it's kind of like a study abroad in the U.S. And so we study startup communities. And that to me was just like a light bulb moment of, I can start a company and it be something that I create for myself. So nobody else can take away from me, That it's my own baby and I can make an impact with it. I think that was the biggest thing for me is because when I thought about making an impact, the only way that I saw that as being possible was through nonprofit. And that's why I actually have a certification in nonprofit leadership, because that's what I thought the only outlet was. And so I got that first and then I discovered um, entrepreneurship. And so, um, it was really through that class and my mentor and who was my professor at the time. He was really pushing me and challenging me to ask questions and to get outside of the box and um, get outside of my head a lot of times. And, uh, cause I'm very hard headed. And when I'm, when I'm determined, I go for it and <laughs> I don't take no for an answer. That's just kind of how I've always lived my life and gotten me to where I am today. And, um, and so he was the one who challenged me to study abroad and to take advantage of different opportunities. And I would say that even the opportunity to go abroad and learn other cultures, as he mentioned, um, and, and listening to other people and learning the the importance of active listening, especially when being an entrepreneur, of what do people need and what do you need from me? Because the idea of build it and they will come, is, that doesn't work. <laughs> and what's interesting is we actually use that skill when we developed a study abroad program within our our university. And it was the first program of its kind. And even the study abroad office was just so stunned by the way that we decided to do it, which to me it makes complete sense as being an entrepreneur that we, well Justin, uh, did a study abroad night where we asked students, what do you want out of a study abroad program? Where would you like to go? How would you like it formatted? And we created an entire program based on those parameters. But every single other study abroad that has ever been created at our university has been a professor has a skill set and wants to go to a certain country and they develop a program around that, mm-hmm. and it's like that's backwards <laughs> to me of how you should create it, and you wonder why some programs have difficulty with enrollment and it, and and we what, had over fifty applications or something crazy like when we developed it that way, and so um, just through simple things like that. By creating a study abroad program and then using that skill set into into creating our business, and also I want to mention the importance of uh, whatever you say and what comes out of your mouth has power, and um, and also who you surround yourself with has just as much merit. And I say that because my pastor uh, actually planted the seed of being a business owner and also being an author. So she's my one of my closest mentors, and she sat down with me one day and she said, Alexis, I need you to start a business, and I want it to be called the Scholarship Expert." Well, here we are and we're a wow. couple years later and that night went home, bought the domain, started creating the website. Website was trash. This is my first website, but you know, I, I learned the skills and I developed and it was her planning that seed of doing that. And I went on hiatus for a little bit, but then we relaunched it again in December. And I mean, it's just kind of skyrocketed since then. Um, we're potentially going through a merger now and, and a lot of other things. Um, so every day is a learning uh, learning curve for sure. I feel like I watch 15 YouTube videos a day to teach myself everything. But you you figure it out. You don't have somebody that you can go and ask, and you can go and and say, Hey, how do I do this? What do I do? You figure it out yourself. Yeah. But but I love that because that fits into our resiliency and our and our uh, flexibility.
1: Yeah, and with the with the internet also, it, a lot of times there was like a, a information shortage because. Uh, without the internet people didn't have access to know how to do certain things or have certain abilities but really it's, it's amazing it's like almost a perfect time to be an entrepreneur because YouTube can almost teach you really anything you know mm-hmm. and you learn so many skills on YouTube and it's like a big information bubble where you can just almost search any and everything you want and any, and everything you need and I see her on YouTube learning something new every single day on how to Uh, function uh, how to how to work a certain website how to send the uh, mass emails and there's so many different things and i've started to utilize uh, youtube as well on how to do certain skills and how to write certain um like a product email how should that look and google that and certain images and just it's it's so much on the internet so much information and really just trying to improve your business improve your skill set and knowledge so you can serve people better Mm
2: mm-hmm Oh yeah, and I wanted to add that, um, hold on, I, was, I had it and then it went away, what happened? You can go. Yep. Oh, sorry,
0: you can go. It <laughs> literally went away there for a minute. I
2: went away. No, it's a virtual
0: background. I <laughs> know, no, it's funny.
2: Um, uh, you can go. <laughs> I know. Well,
0: let me ask you guys right quick, um, because you're coming from the foster care, I'm sure you had some mental things that you had mm-hmm. to overcome, because most people, they go from, you know, to a college and to a nice, safe job, and you guys took the exact opposite track. So what was that mental shift that that happened in your brain that got you there?
2: I remember what I was going to say now. So I started college as an accounting major because to me, that was the most, that was the safest degree I could possibly get. Everybody's an accountant. I'm good at numbers and I figured I could be an accountant, but I did two internships and realized I hated it. And then um, meeting other people and networking, I learned that that's a skill set that I have, but that's not in the the realm that I should be. And whenever you take like personality assessments, And things for school, entrepreneurship is never on there because it doesn't fit into a set career path. Mm -hmm. And so I had to figure that out for myself after what adding and dropping 10 different majors and minors. I mean, it was really crazy. And the year that I started my entrepreneurship degree was the year that it started at my university. And another huge mindset shift that I had to that I had to do and what I was trying to remember was. Um, I had to learn that I'm not meant to be independent. I'm meant to be interdependent and depend on other people because if I want to be successful in any aspect of my life, I have to learn to rely on people. And I think that for us and for individuals that come from the foster care system, when you're in survival mode all the time and you're always worried about being disappointed and let down and, and, you know, all the negativity that can come with depending on the wrong people that you kind of, you miss out on all the people or even more people that could be in your corner that could love you and support you and be there for you and to help take you to that next level. But if you don't allow yourself to be vulnerable and open to that, then you're always limiting yourself. And so I always tell people, if you want to be broke, bitter and, and unsuccessful, then stay in that mindset um, because that's something that you really have to outgrow in order to be successful. And I learned that when I met my parents who are now my adoptive parents. Um, when I moved into their house, they really, they really showed me that through their everyday life and their commitment um and uh, yeah their commitment to God and their faith and just watching that because I learn from people's observations. So whenever I find a mentor or anybody, I always observe them first to make sure that who you are in your daily life through your behaviors is who that I want to learn from and seek their skills and and how you and how you are. And so I even do that like even in counseling. When I go to counseling I'm observing the first couple sessions of are you somebody that has integrity in the character that I can ask you for advice in your opinion over my life because I have to take everything with a grain of salt no matter who it's coming from and making sure that it fits my values and my core um, mindset and and that goes in every single aspect of my life
1: yeah and uh when we talk about overcoming the sonic some of, the, some of the, the habits and things we develop <clears throat> in foster care um you know I i come from Detroit and I grew up in like a very impoverished uh, uh, very poor neighborhood or at least the poorest in the neighborhood you know me and my family and a lot of abuse and drug addiction and, and a lot of other things and one of the things that i always said as a teenager or even coming into college was i just want a comfortable job i just want to be comfortable i just want to get something stable something good because i grew up in poverty so anything you know that i got food on the table i have uh, a bed to sleep in you know don't me wrong don't get me wrong like those things are good and i want to be humble And I want to appreciate the clothes on my back and food that I eat and the things that I've never had before. But uh, as a young adult and as a teenager, I always told myself, I just want to be comfortable. I just want to live a comfortable life and I just want to be good. And that's one of the biggest things that I really had to overcome, especially in my spiritual journey with God, is because there's uh, when you pursue entrepreneurship, when you are a believer in God and you're a Christian, that life and all those things... There's nothing comfortable about all those things. You have to get used to being uncomfortable and uh, not looking for the easy way out, looking for an easy nine to five, looking for an easy job. That's not what entrepreneurship is about. That's not what God is about, just being comfortable. And I've really had to challenge myself. And that poverty mindset in me of just being comfortable and getting a quick nine to five job and, and just trying to get quick money and make it easy, I had to overcome that and understand that. So much growth comes from being uncomfortable, and I, I learned so many things just from being uncomfortable and going through so many trials and tribulations. I, I, it really tested me, and I really had to overcome that mindset of of just the easy way out. And I think that's the, that's probably like the biggest thing I had to overcome mm-hmm. of the foster care system, but. It's a challenge every day. I have to make the decision every single day not to take the easy way out. And I look at my to-do list like, ah, uh, I, I think I should just push it off another day. You know, that's so hard. It's going to require so much work. I should push it off another day. But I really have to challenge myself like, no, just, just do it. You know, just get, get that hard task done that needs to get done. Look up these YouTube videos so I can learn this skill and take that time that I don't feel like taking to learn this. And It's a struggle every single day, but we have to be intentional about making that decision.
2: He's too humble, but when he started college, it was one major, no minor, no clubs, nothing. And then by the time he graduated, president of study abroad, two majors, created a study abroad program, five, went on five study abroad programs. Like, he just did so much, and less than 3% of all students graduated from college, and we have both graduated within the last year and a half, and he's just he's too humble to say that. He had to
0: help him too, right?
2: Yeah, you know, Let's we call it each other.
0: Teamwork <laughs> <Yeah, but that's laughs> helps. <laughs>
2: But I, I also tell people that if your dreams aren't, if your dreams don't scare you, then they're not big enough. And I can't remember what book I read it from. I think it was called The Circle Maker. Um, it's from a pastor out of uh, DC. And I just always love that saying: If your dreams are, if your dreams don't scare you, they're not big enough. And I always think of myself whenever we create our goals list for the year. We uh, we do this every January. We create our goals list and then we break it down by month. And then in June we reassess and we see what do we need to do, how do we need to do better. And when we create that goals list. I look at it, I'm like, holy crap, this scares the crap out of me because <laughs> it's just its so much. Like, there's no, I'm like, there's no way we could do half of this. And sure enough, we end up accomplishing more than half of it every year. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we, if we put our sights lower and just do half of those things um, or put half those things on the list, then we will accomplish half of those. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just always pushing ourselves further. And that translates into our daily life when we create our to-do list. I always put way more than I could ever accomplish in a day on my to-do list because I know that if I don't, I'm not going to push myself and I won't go as far as I want to go. And also with an entrepreneur, what's difficult is that you set your own schedule, you set your own to-do list. And that's difficult. Some people really need structure and they need to know what they're gonna do every single day and they live by their job descriptions and the tasks that their employer gives them. And I think that was one of the hugest thing for me is to figure out, was when, cause I've always worked a job or at least one to two jobs. And when you start a business and I, I don't have that structure, the first six months I've struggled. <laughs> I really, really struggled. Now I have a concrete schedule and, and what I'm doing every day and we've been working almost hundred hours a week since March. Uh, and we took time off for the wedding last month, but that's about it. <laughs> and I mean, we just, we kind of set our schedule and priorities and everything ourselves. And so that's also really been helpful in our marriage of understanding really, how do you define priority and what is that? And what does that look like in every single day within our marriage, within our business, within my personal life, with family, whatever it may be, and setting those every single day. Um, so I, I really love that aspect that I that I've learned is um, is creating creating priorities. Still working on the balance part. Yeah. Still working on getting yeah. more time together because I do count because we you can't see in our room right now, but um, it's literally our bed and our desk next to the bed, and so wake up, go right to work, and we sit next together next to each other all day, and so I kind of count that as time together. <laughs> when that's not time together, yeah. and so I'm working on prioritizing that, but getting there. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: So, what's something you're doing right now in your business that's helping you succeed even more? What's a little tip you can give somebody that's listening in? That's an entrepreneur. Maybe they've come through that that struggle and they're having trouble with that flexibility aspect or that balance aspect. What's something you would tell them?
2: I would always just tell people to find mentors. That's like the biggest. That's the biggest um, advice that I give every single person: is find a mentor in whatever whatever you want to learn, whatever career path you have, whatever skill you want to overcome or whatever it may be find somebody and have them hold you accountable and ask them what they're doing because having accountability partners has been one of the greatest things for me and i i just tell any and everybody what are my dreams what are my goals because i want to see how god aligns other people in my life i had my pastor tell me that a couple years ago and that has been that has worked tenfold and also just the accountability part of them reaching out to me and saying, hey, where are you with this? What, how is that looking? And if I drop the ball, just being honest and saying, hey, I need to do better. Or, um, or, hey, I've taken your advice and I've done this, this, and this with it. And, um, and just kind of seeing how other people pouring into us has really just helped us be where we are today. Um, but mentorship is just one of the greatest things that I could ever, ever um, just encourage people to do, and that's in. That's not just with entrepreneurship. That's in every aspect of your life. You're gonna have. You're gonna have mentors in every season of your life, no matter what it is. You're like we have personal and professional mentors. I have individuals that I can go to and seek guidance and accountability for with my personal crap that I have to deal with, <laughs> not just um, not just in a professional sense, but then I also have mentors in an academic sense and then in the professional world. So it's you're gonna have different people in different seasons of your life, and it's okay uh, to have more than one. mentor. Mentors. Some people are stuck on just having one at all times, but really have as many as you can that you can keep up with and that are willing to hold you hold you accountable to all your goals and dreams.
1: I would I would say uh, intentionality is, is big. Um, one thing that Alexis has really helped me with is creating like an actual daily schedule. She talked about that a little bit, but uh, just breaking down each hour of the day. And you know she's like the alarm queen. Like any any given <laughs> second, she have an alarm go off. And I'm say, glad we okay, don't have
2: any now.
1: <laughs> do this at this time. Do this at that time. And I really adopted that from her. <laughs> and it really ke- it holds me accountable. Like okay, I need to work on this assignment for maybe like an hour and a half, and I need to get this done at a certain period of time. And even when it comes to uh, things that help with my mental health, like working out is really huge for my mental health and really stabilizing my life. And I give myself like, I think 6 p.m. to like 7 p.m. to work out, like 45 minutes to an hour to work out. And when it comes to personal time and just taking care of myself, just really being intentional about that, being intentional about uh, working on different assignments, working on business, laying out my day and being organized. And I've learned that all from her. And I think it was my freshman or sophomore year, (laughs) we talk about this story in the book and uh how you know I came to her crying because I failed an exam my sophomore year I I think no it was actually my freshman year freshman year it was my freshman year you know how freshmen we we all come in you know overwhelmed and everything and I was unorganized I didn't know how to organize at all and I came to her her apartment crying because I failed an exam and I was ready to go back home to Detroit. I didn't know what to do. I'm like, I'm ready to give up.
2: She's like, I'm dropping out. Yeah, I'm dropping
1: out. And um, <laughs> that day she sat down with me. She bought me a planner. Uh, we organized my life. <laughs> <laughs> and um, just like balance to the day-to-day things. And right now, I I think, again, just being organized is a, is a challenge each and every day, each and every week. And just starting on like, okay, Sunday I rest and then Sunday maybe around four or five after, you know, I'm done watching the Lions lose again, but <laughs> uh, so Sunday I sit down, relax and organize my week. And then Monday, I already know what I needs to get done. I set all my alarms and then I'm just rolling. So I think just being intentional and being organized, even on personal time is, is so key for a uh, entrepreneur. Uh, when you talk about giving to other people, you can't give to other people if you can't give to yourself. So just take time mm-hmm. for yourself and do what helps you mentally Do what, uh, make time for spiritual growth and just really organize your time.
0: Mm-hmm. So we're gonna continue a conversation with you guys. Uh, one thing I'd like for y'all to share in, in our bonus section, we'll talk about that in a minute, is I'd like you to talk about what it takes to get a mentor, give us some steps on that. But then I, we're gonna have a discussion just as a whole of what it means to, to uh, understand your identity and bring that identity into your entrepreneurship and your marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, they talked a little bit about it before we got started. I thought that was some really cool stuff. And hopefully this will wet your whistle, uh, to kind of get into their book and buy their book and find out more about them. So tell them right quick before we get off here, how can they get in touch with you guys?
2: So you can get in touch with us through email at info at dot com, or just go to re com. That's where you can pre-order, call us, email us, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the best way to, to get in contact with us and also to pre-order our book if you're interested.
0: Yeah, please. And we're going to have links on our bonus page. Go to optimizeprofitability.com. I'm not sure what episode this will be, but you'll figure it out when you get to the page. (laughs) Thanks for being on today, guys. We'll see you at the bonus section. Thank
2: you. Thank you.